Hello, listeners. This is Keith, the voice of Cabal, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Die by the Sword podcast. Before we get into this episode, I want to give a big shout out to the guys over at Midnight Syndicate. You can check out their music over at MidnightSyndicate.com. And we'd also like to thank Sword Coast Soundscapes for the wonderful ambient sound you hear throughout our podcast. You can check them out at www.youtube.com forward slash Sword Coast Soundscapes. Also, check out our website at DieByTheSwordPodcast.com and get connected with the community by following us at Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Contact us at DieByTheSwordPodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to leave a great review wherever you listen to us. And now, let's get into this week's episode. Hey, guess what, you guys? What? What? At the time we're recording this, it's Halloween season. Ooh. Well, yeah, it's the most spooktacular time of the year. Uh, my favorite, favorite time, time of the year. Oh, jinx! Oh, jinx! <laughs> Costume time. So, do uh, you think there are going to be trick or treaters? Are you guys going to hand out candy? Well, I am I- not turning on my light. <laughs> I bought a small bag of candy just in case some show up. And it didn't make it to Halloween yet. So I got to go shopping again. And, and I, it's not my fault this time. I was going to say, he bought that two days ago, by the way. And he's uh, already eaten that whole bag. It's not me. No, no. I was, I was informed today that I had to go get some new ones. Oh, <laughs> oh, uh-huh. See, I thought about going to like running by the, like, the zoo gift shop to get one of those little animal uh, things you know the ones that have opened their mouth so i can just oh, hand the yeah. candy out like that on a stick <laughs> hey, oh yeah that's clever i figured i would do the if i was home for halloween i would do the, just put a bowl out on a table and say take one and then but it you know but the whole bowl will be gone but mm-hmm. yeah you probably won't have to worry about other kids touching it because the first one's just gonna clean it out yep <laughs> it'll like, be quick well yeah, they got um, the jackpot they found it but we're we're doing something very similar. We we bought treat bags, so we're putting them in individual treat bags. I'm going to put a table out there, and lay them on the table that way. Mm, that's good. That's a good call. Yeah, yeah. but here's but the again. twist: you should you should stay out on the lawn with the hose, and if they take more than one, hose them down. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you get sprayed down. <laughs> I said, take one. <laughs> you know what I'm most disappointed about Halloween, though is it's my favorite holiday and it falls on my second or my first favorite night to be at the bar, which is when time goes back. Cause then you're at the bar, you're hanging out, having a good time. It's two o'clock. You got to go. Oh, it's nope. only one o'clock. You got, you got one more hour <laughs> and it fell on Halloween. Uh, and it's a full moon and it's full and, moon. Yep. And so, it's a Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. This was going to be a tremendous total waste of my time, but fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But oh. like, I, I love this Halloween season and I always love going to haunted houses, but I haven't been able to do that this year because, you know, COVID. You want know, people screaming in your face? <laughs> oh, I heard they're doing a drive through haunted house. This should be interesting. I heard that too. Yeah, I heard Reindeer Manor is doing that. 
which I'd be interested in going for that. I don't know how a drive through haunted house works. I think somebody's going to get hit by a car when they get scared. <laughs> it's it's possible. <laughs> now that you say that, that makes total <laughs> sense with somebody just panicking and slamming on the gas. Oh, no! <laughs> I would just assume that it would be kind of done like a hayride where you go through a set maze and they only come up to the sides. Let's hope so. But <laughs> who knows? It may just be a free for all drive through this area and people are going to jump out at you. <laughs> they just throw eggs and stuff at your car. Right. <laughs> so are y'all doing anything fun and Halloween related this year? We're doing kind of a, like a Cajun theme for it. So I'm making some different Cajun foods. Cajun Halloween. Are you going to smoke some candy corn? Yeah, right. <laughs> now I'm going <laughs> to make that uh, red beans and candy corn. <laughs> oh, that's gross. <laughs> I'm going to pass on that. <laughs> are, are, are you going to make jumbo laya? <laughs> oh. Oh. I, oh, I love that, Philip. <laughs> with with the ambuie sausage. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm gonna have to write up a menu, guys. Just give me. A, write this <laughs> then you have red bones and rice. Mm. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> I'm serious. He's on a roll. <laughs> yeah. It's like once you become a dad, the the dad jokes just start flowing. <laughs> uh, the only thing Halloween I'm really know of that I'm doing this year is uh, the usual work Halloween stuff, which will not be as big as it normally is. Yeah, because aren't you not in the office? Like, yeah, every, like a lot of people. N- our entire office is still closed. So usually Halloween is one of those days where we don't get any work done. And it's a whole day event of decorations, contests and costume contests and potluck food because everybody incorporates food into their their decorations and wait they decorate with food oh yeah no, it just becomes it becomes part of it like we usually do like last year my, yeah last year my team did um alice in wonderland so we had the whole tea party as Ooh. one of the sections that we decorated that had finger foods and stuff oh, that's nice. cool but yeah halloween is a huge deal where i work which is great because I love Halloween. <laughs> yeah, I love I, it's my favorite. It always has been. And the Halloween specials as a kid, like the Garfield Halloween special. And yeah, uh, I live for that. Yep. I've already watched Hocus Pocus like four times this season. <laughs> oh, we introduced my daughter to uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show last weekend. Oh, cool. Ah, nice. Oh, that's a great movie to watch with your parents. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know how to do that with my parents. No, nope. <laughs> I have not seen that movie with my mother. <laughs> I've watched horror movies with my mother, but I have not seen that one with my mother. <laughs> oh, Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> but I've been on kind of a horror movie kick lately with watching Carrie and Identity and watched the new Amityville Horror. There's a new new one. Well, no, the Ryan Reynolds one, the newest one. And, okay, but it's over 10 years old. But compared to like 1976, it's, it's new. True, true. <laughs> but I'm saying you can't say that's new anymore. True. But my costume for work this year, I'm, I'm going as a vampire from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. 
and which I've done before, but I want to try to do the the whole bumpy face look with makeup instead of a prosthetic. See, and you're and you're using chopsticks as your sticks, right? Yes, of course. We talked about that the other day. We did. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's y'all's favorite horror movie? I like anthologies. Um, I don't have like a favorite, but like the creep shows or the tales from the dark side, trick or treat, trick or treats, a good one. Tales from yeah. the hood. Yeah. The anthology ones are always, those are always great. I See, still remember the, uh, the one with Radon Chong where she was like, you said you'd never tell. And she turns I love that gargoyle. one so much. Yes. <laughs> um, the, uh, the reason I like them so much is because they get to the point, they get to the monster quickly. A lot of horror movies, you'd have to go through, what was that? Uh, or, I don't believe in ghosts. You know, all that rigmarole. Just just mm-hmm. show me the monster. <laughs> I'm here for I mean, the creatures. For some of them, that, that works. Like, the original Paranormal Activity was good. The subsequent yep. follow-ups were not. But the original one was good. Yeah, I watched that by myself one night, and I was traumatized all night long. I didn't get any sleep that night. <laughs> every noise, I was like, what, did that move? Did that? It was terrifying. Did your Ouija board catch on fire? Oh my goodness! I don't like horror movies anyway. And then I watched that by myself. That was a huge mistake. I saw that one. Poltergeist is good. I saw I saw Paranormal Activity with my friend Carrie, who uh, she and I used to have our own paranormal investigation team. So we we watched that together, and we were like taking notes, and it was freaking us out. Nice. You guys ever see The Descent? That's my that's my favorite one. Uh, I've seen The Descent. I have not. Uh, it's the one where they're all in the tunnels, and it's real it's claustrophobic, and that would be scary alone, but then... Yeah, that's something that, as a scuba diver, I do not like, cave diving. I've, I've been with people, they go into caves, and I'm like, I'll wait right here for you when you die. Bye. That is oh, so dangerous. Yeah. Especially scuba diving. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. They scare me. Mm-hmm. I mean, just I wouldn't say that like open water scares me, but I feel like scuba diving would scare me. And the fact of I'm down here with all these large aquatic creatures. Ooh, but they're so amazing to see. Oh, I, I'm sure. But as I think that I get beaten a bit, bit by something. Right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I'll have to send you a video. Uh, I have a video of me being attacked by a um, two inch uh, little. Uh, uh, Where's this going? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was a two inch remora. It was trying to attach itself to my body, and I was not happy. <laughs> and, uh, you can you, underwater. You can hear people laughing. My the guy filming this is laughing the entire time that I'm trying to keep this thing away from me. And it's, it's, it's bizarre. <laughs> he just wants to be friends. Oh yeah. yeah I, I don't want a friend like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See my luck. I, and pray. Right. <laughs> my luck. I'd go scuba diving and I'd find like the Kraken or something down there and it would eat me. <laughs> don't open that chest. Yeah, that'd, be, that'd be a cool way to go though. How'd he die? Right. He got eaten by a kraken. Be like, yeah, that's cool. He, yeah. he released the kraken. <laughs> Don't worry, the portal's closed. It's good. <laughs> Either that, or I'd I'd find Godzilla. I don't know. 
I've been snorkeling several times, but I've never been scuba diving, and that's one thing I've always wanted to do. Yeah, I've gone snorkeling. I've also found out recently that if you've ever had a ruptured eardrum, you're not supposed to scuba dive. Yeah, you could uh, tear your eardrum again, and it's not good. Hmm. Huh. I knew you were supposed to get on a plane afterwards, but or like for a couple of days or something. Oh, I didn't even know that. Wait, for the eardrum or scuba diving? Because scuba diving. I didn't know that. So you can't get. You have to do it at the beginning of your vacation. Yeah, because it's like a pressure thing, right? Yeah, you can get bends. It your body will build up nitrogen, and it comes out of your bloodstream uh, at different levels of pressure. And so when you go up into a plane, it'll could come out. I want my nitrogen where it's supposed to be. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I have seen people with a bubble. It's uh, not pretty. <laughs> Wait, where's mm. the bubble? Uh, well, a subcutaneous bubble can happen on your shoulders, or which is the most likely the location, or you know, practically anywhere in your body. Actually, do do they do they pop it? No, no, you don't want to do that. <laughs> You want to try to, you know, reintroduce the pressure to try and absorb that back in and let it slowly dissipate out of your body. Okay. So no pop, no Dr. Pimple Popper. Uh, No, no, no. no. (laughs) Scurvy now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And see, that's, that's one thing like Halloween or whatever. I don't know, but. I can watch a gory movie all day long and be perfectly fine, but Dr. Pimple Popper will gross me out and make me run away. Oh, yeah, yeah I agree same. totally. Mm-mm, no. <laughs> I, I love it. I'll watch it for, for hours. It's nope. so fascinating. Nope. <laughs> yeah, negative. Human body isn't supposed to do that. Yeah. <laughs> most no, it's most exa- of my questions are like, how did you let it get to that point? Because <laughs> it's like a giant growth. It's like, why did you not come to the doctor sooner? Why did you not pop it yourself sooner? Right? Come on. What is this? I want to get political, but I mean, do you want to pay for that? <laughs> Good point. No, no. <laughs> no, thank you. Yep. Go to the ER for a bump. No, thanks. <laughs> but see, and stuff like, like, I can watch a limb get chopped off or, you know, I can watch all these sports injuries. They hurt me, but I can watch them. But seeing like Dr. Pimple Popper with, with pus or anything with snot, and I start getting queasy. I can handle and snot, I found... but the pus thing, blah, blah. No. Yeah. it's giving me Oscar to just think about it right now. <laughs> yeah. Oscar. The, the snot one I figured out when I was a swimming coach, and like the kids would come up from underwater and their nose would be running. <laughs> <laughs> and I would just see it sitting there by their mouth. And I, With the I started, bubble? Yep. I'd be like... <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> Go clean that and then come back to the pool. Class yes, old for today. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, four-year-old. Get your act together. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'll give you an M&M afterwards. <laughs> Which I found out children are like pets when you want to teach them to swim just give them treats and they learn how to do stuff faster <laughs> bribery I mean, works uh, mm-hmm. you bribe me with the right thing and i'll do what you need Oh, <laughs> you hear that everybody mm-hmm. you just gotta find my price <laughs> is this carry it's an m&m philip <laughs> well speaking of 
bribery. Carry talking. <laughs> prices <laughs> and stuff. Anyway, so last Flawless week. Flawless segue. <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway, last week y'all uh, completed some ritual on top of this Stairs of the Moon. And y'all leveled up. We did. Yeah. Finally. It only took half the book to do it. Yeah, we need to level up more often, you guys. Man. When I say you guys, I mean, Gary, level us up more often. Hey, it's not my <laughs> fault. <laughs> I we didn't gotta, write these books. We got to kill bigger creatures. <laughs> <laughs> All things big and small. <sighs> but, uh, so yeah. So you did the ritual. You all leveled up, um, which means we need to roll some hit points, I believe. Yes, we do. So who wants to start with explaining all the cool stuff that they got at this level? I'll go. Um, go ahead. All right. So Shobert unfortunately did not get another uh, sneak attack die, but um, his normally he would have gotten at eighth level, he would have gotten an uncanny improved uncanny dodge, but... I don't get that actually because I am of the scout archetype. Uh, mm. So what I got instead was skirmisher. Skirmisher. What is that? Yeah. So at eighth level, whenever a scout moves more than 10 feet in a round and makes an attack action, the attack deals sneak attack damage as if the target was flat footed. Uh, if the scout makes more than one attack, the ability only applies to the first one. Uh, foes with uncanny dodge are immune. Uh, so basically it uh, would replace my scouts charge. Oh. So instead of having to charge to do it, you just have to move 10 feet. Yeah. And then the feat that I took was, it's called Bleeding Attack. And I cause living opponents to bleed by hitting them with a sneak attack. They take one point of damage uh, per round for each uh, die of my sneak attack. Uh, they take the damage at the start of the turn. Uh, and it has to be stopped by a DC 15 heal check or any effect that deals that heals damage. Uh, and it automatically bypasses uh, damage reduction, but does not stack. Very cool. Yeah. So you're getting even more deadly. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't we all? So what I can do now is my raging song is now a move action. So I can. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, I can attack in the same round as I start singing. Nice. Battle. Still can't fly up because I mean that's that's a move action, so it takes that away. I mean, um, you could do two move actions and just not attack. True, um, but I don't think that's a problem because uh, I am into level three spells, uh, and I took haste. So, oh, uh, get ready, you guys. We can make more than one move per round, and then uh, thundering drums, which is you know. Uh, it's like a, a, a shaky one. I hit the ground, and uh, any creature in the area takes 1d8 points of sonic damage per caster level and is knocked prone. A, su a successful fortitude save halves the damage and negates being knocked prone. So is that like your superhero landing? That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I guess kind of, yeah. You land and this wave just goes out. Exactly. <laughs> that could be badass. Could be. Now I really hear, you know, Carrie the one singing the immigrant song as she lands. <laughs> yeah. 
Exactly. There Those we were go. all the notes, right? That was pretty good, actually. Yeah, I think you nailed <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, Cabal, what did you get this level? Okay, so the fun thing that I got is now when I call a judgment, I get to choose two judgments and run them at the same time. Which nice. is helpful, too, because if uh, I'm lending judgment, I can lend either one to one of our teammates. So that is pretty sweet. And then I got to add one spell uh, at a third level, and I chose uh, Channel Vigor, which, uh, depending on which area of my body I choose, I get different bonuses. So limbs, I get haste. Mind, I get a, a plus four competency and extra damage on my uh, attack rolls. Spirit, I get plus six to my will uh, and, and intimidate checks. And torso, I get plus six to my fortitude saves and concentration checks. So, yeah, and then I can uh, kind of like uh, what Philip said, I can uh, change mine at will if I use a move action for my turn. Nice. Yeah. So the big thing is the judgments, because I've been waiting on that forever. <laughs> I'm trying to stack the judgments, but uh, I finally get that, so I'm excited. So in other words, you just became extra judgy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so judgy right now. It's like uh, Mean Girls. Right. <laughs> Don't mind me, I'm just judging you. Right. All right, Diego, what did you get? Uh, Diego, well, he got the ability to do a slow fall of 40 feet. So I don't take damage if I'm by a wall and I can do a slow fall for 40 feet, which isn't bad. Uh, I also have changed so that my attacks, uh, actually uses D10 instead of a D8 for the damage. So the damage is going up, which is good. Cool. Um, also, um, my flur- I can do a additional flurry of blows. So where previously I was doing uh, two, I can do uh, another set. So, but they're at reduced uh, capability, but I still can possibly do some damage. I mean, you get basically four attacks when you do a flurry of blows now. Yes. So he's just blowing everybody. that's my job i heard about him he he likes to be the biscuit (laughs) time for a cat attack no (laughs) did dwarfy get anything cool with this level oh i I, forgot about dwarfy i know he's multi-classed he is multi-classed um he didn't get a new cleric thing no believers boon he just got more spells and he's a little bit stronger because of the ability point that he took nice so, so with, watch out for that silver war hammer because it's got a plus 12 on it Ooh, schmancing all right so i suppose like we said let's roll some hit points so gary shall we start with you perfect you all are right. a d8 yep Feeling, feeling lucky. Oh, okay. I got a five. I got a three, so take the five. <laughs> I mean, it's better than halfway, so it's good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, who else is a D8? I think we all are. Uh, all Diego D8s. is. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's go with Diego then. Diego's a D8, and he gets a... Eight! Yes. Oh, oh the, ta- the tower's back. The tower tower is back. (laughs) (laughs) 
Take the eight, because I got a five. All right. I like that. Cabal. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I got a two, so roll high. I got a two. Oh! oh. So we re-roll, right? <laughs> we yeah, roll off. That's how it works. <laughs> roll off. Uh, I got a one. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> All right. Rinley. Rinley got a... Five. Three. I'll take that five. And Dwarfy also a D8? He is. Let me just make this one adjustment and then roll this die. Three. Four. Better than three. I rolled low. (laughs) Okay, that rolled okay. It's also better than two. Shut up. I mean, it is. (laughs) I just like Dwarfy better. Like twice as much. <laughs> Too bad he's half the person. Oh! <laughs> yeah, but he's twice as wide. True. <laughs> he's stout. All right. So, getting back into the story, now that you've all leveled up, uh, if we remember at the end of that last episode, after you did the ritual and everything, um... You got that Eclipse Harrow card from Phrasma that she granted to you. This card will allow you to turn it in as a group to get spell resistance of 20 for the duration of the encounter. Or if you play it at night, under the light of the moon, that spell resistance increases to 25. Alternatively, I don't think I mentioned this last week, uh, but the card can be turned in to cure one player of lycanthropy. Hey. So who's got the lycanthropy? It's Dwarfy and Javert. Yeah, Dwarfy healed. Dwarfy cured uh-huh. he through the ritual. Well, unlike oh, Jobert. that's right. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Okay. So uh, we could use this card on you. Mm. Let's uh, give it some time because I still got like quite a long time right till the next full moon. Got a month. Yeah. 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 You got a month. So you got some time. Um, Another thing. Another one. Another thing is Desna also granted each of you a boon in that you all receive a plus one bonus to either wisdom or charisma. Your choice. Sweet. So. Excellent. Pretty useful doing this uh, ritual then. Mm -hmm. And... The ritual itself takes about an hour, and then you fall into a, a, a deep sleep. And when you wake up, a couple of hours have passed. It's nighttime, and the the stones that were on top of this observatory that were glowing during the ritual have faded back to their dull gray color. But as you all look at each other, you realize that your irises all have turned to this pale, silvery color. Uh-oh, were we bitten by werewolves? <laughs> so, I mean, is that a heal check? Is it a magical check? Uh, it would be a either religion or arcana. I'll give either one. All right. I can do religion. <laughs> Clear eyes check. That's... <laughs> 
Uh, got an 18 on religion. 19 for Arcana if Dwarfy did it. Okay. Uh, with a 19... 20... Sorry. Go ahead. 23 when Renly did it. Okay. With the 23, the 19, and the 18, all, all of those are good. You're able to figure out that this is a result of having a truly divine experience. Most people can say that, you know, they, they might have had a conversation with their deity, but it's usually just like a vision of their deity. The fact that your eyes have turned this pale silvery color means that you were in the physical presence of a deity when this happened. Nice. So this is a Maybe. visible and permanent sign of your experience. Per- permanent. Oh, yeah. we have silver eyes now. You have silver eyes now. Well, that's not going to help us when we're in town somewhere, is it? Might be a conversation starter. Mm. <laughs> hey, baby. You got some really silvery eyes. And a talking cat. It's probably cool, though, looking through people's soul with the gray eyes. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Another thing, as you're gathering up your stuff, Chaubert notices something else in his belongings. He finds a card that is glowing with energy. And as you look at it, you find the Teamster Harrow card. I am granting you this one because I was editing episode 73 and you rolled like four natural 20s in that whole combat. (laughs) So nice. (laughs) you, You were dead on and and raring to go because you you rolled a natural 20 you confirmed with a natural 20 your critical gave you an extra attack which you rolled a natural 20 on oh that, i do remember that yeah <laughs> so i'm like yeah that that deserves a hero card <laughs> <laughs> i think at the time i was going to give you one but then your next round you rolled natural ones to balance it out so i didn't but yeah. listening but that back it was still cool so i'm giving you a hero card for it <laughs> thank you so the teamster which is the one that i drew for this It is a shields card. The Teamster is the neutral card of constitution. It represents an external force that drives the subject on. And you can turn this card in at any point uh, in order to take an extra move or an extra standard action. Okay, cool. So now what do y'all do? That's a good question. So where are we going next? I don't... I, I. I don't remember where we need to go next. Well, we found the place on the map, uh, I believe, because the one pack was already headed there too, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Right. So we were trying. We were trying to go the demon wolves. We were trying to go see about their meeting. <laughs> Do you remember where that place was? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, let's see, I, I know I wrote it down. So, oh, Felgrau. Fel Felgrau. There you go, Felgrau. So that is where you basically know that the Whispering Way and the Demon Wolves are headed. So do we know how far out from Felgrau we are? Um, Based on the map, Felgrau is about a four-day journey. Well, four-day journey on horseback, six-day journey on foot. Okay. Darn, we have no horses. I mean, I can summon a mount, but it's just one. 
Oh man, that's nice of you. I'll I'll take it though. I mean, <laughs> it's cool. <laughs> I think Dwarfy should get it. He has the little legs. <laughs> oh, true. He can't. Uh, so, how, <laughs> how far are we from going back to the stable and getting some horses or something? You're about a day's journey out of Askenor. Uh, so it might not be be worth it. Hmm. I mean, what's our timetable? How long do we have? We don't have long, do we? Uh, you don't know how long you've got. You just know that the other pack in the Whispering Way are making their way to Feldgrau. Best if we just make our way there. Yeah. Do we know of any other way we can get there faster? Do you? I can sing us a song. I have the song of marching. Oh, hell's yes. So if you don't remember, or I've never used it with this group, I don't think, but uh, a scald can use the raging song to inspire his allies to move faster without suffering from fatigue. By expending one round of raging song, the scald invigorates allies within 60 feet who may hustle for the next hour. This movement counts as walk, not uh, wait for the next hour. This movement counts as walk for the purposes of uh, accruing non-lethal damage and fatigue. So um, we can go a little bit faster. <laughs> yeah. Might make it five days instead of six. There you go. So is that your plan? To start heading toward Feldgrau and have Carrie sing or Renly sing along the way? I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of. We can keep an eye out for horses, um, but I don't think we're going to find any wild horses we can tame real quick. Yes, I think that might be the best plan. Um, What do you guys think, Cabal, Diego? Yeah, man. Let's do it. Let's go. I think it's worth it. Let's give it a shot. Get going. Okay. As you start making your way down uh, through the stairs of the moon, uh, you do see some of the the silver hides and some of the, the broken ones. That kind of just nod your way as you go by. You can tell that they're living up to Sabrissa's statement of they're not going to be a threat to you anymore. Uh, at least for now. <laughs> so you make your way out of the, the stairs of the moon. You start getting toward the the edge of the forest. And you hear that rustling sound again. That you know all too well is the sounds of wolves. Are they good wolves or bad wolves? I don't know. Roll a perception check. 26. 15. 29. Ooh. 29. I loaded up my perception. Very good. <laughs> uh, I only got a 25. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so with the 29 especially, uh, Cabal is able to recognize moving through the the tree line some of the primal werewolves that you fought before now these are the same ones that carry the one pissed off oops in that <laughs> previous episode classic <laughs> whatever could have caused that <laughs> and they let out a howl and make their way towards you and we're rolling for initiative Oh, lovely. Jobert, could you help and get our friends? <laughs> yeah. Call, call your people. 
I'll, uh, she'll barrel out a little howl, see what happens. All right, so what are those initiatives? Let's start with Renly. 18 for Renly. Okay. Ooh. And Dorothy? 14. 14. Cabal. I have a plus five on my initiative, and I rolled a two, so we're at seven right now. Wow. <laughs> you are not ready for these werewolves, even though you rolled no. a 29 on your perception. Right, I wasted it! <laughs> <laughs> Diego. Well, Diego isn't totally sucking. He got a 13. <laughs> All right. And Chaubert. Uh, Chaubert did not do great either. He is at a 10. 10. Wow. So the werewolves go first. <laughs> Shocking. <laughs> Surprise attack. I'm sure that's what happened. <laughs> right. Well, I- only if he can get Does, yeah. does this count as a, a surprise attack? Are we flat-footed? Uh, I won't say they got a surprise attack on you because you were able to spot them. Okay. Um, but if you have not gone yet in the initiative on the first round, you are flat-footed. You have three werewolves that make their way out into the clearing. So one will step up to Dwarfy, one will step up to Chauvert, and one will step up to Cabal, because why not? The one attacking Dwarfy will swing a greatsword. And that is a 20 to hit. Flat-footed, right? Yes. Just hits. Alright. Dwarfy takes 7 points of damage. Nope. 17 points of damage. Sorry. No, no. Seven. You said 7 first. Hand on the chest piece. <laughs> I forgot, forgot to add the, the bonus. They're carrying their 10. I think that they're strong. <laughs> they're like Thursko. They're very strong. Mm. These are Thursko. I was going to say, they're about to be very dead. <laughs> if you can hit them. <laughs> All right. The one attacking Chauvert. And that is a 28 to hit. Ooh, all right. That is 20 points of damage. Owie. Oh, God. Some extra hit points are coming in handy. And the one attacking Cabal. So 15 to hit. Ah, oh, yes! Even flat-footed? Yes! All right, so that one misses. And that is it for them as they swing their great swords, do some damage to get you started. It's Renly's turn. So uh, what Renly is going to do is he is uh, going to change into carry the one, but he's also going to uh, see if he can't smooth things out because we got wolf friends now. So Harry is going to say... We are not your enemy. We have just made a pact with Sabrissa. So could you could, could you stop it, please? And why would we do this? Because we saved all of you from servitude. From Mathis. We do not answer to the broken ones. No, you answer to nobody right now. 
Precisely. We are our own pack. Did you not answer to Kavlakasane? Was she not the pack lord? Kavlakasane was Volensag. But she was the pack lord of all of you. Was she not? But she is dead now. Exactly. She was murdered. And we do not answer to her murderers. No, you don't. Thanks to us. You you would not want revenge on them. You would not want to be your own, Pack Lord. We already are. Until someone consumes that heart. We don't have to listen. You and don't. we won't. Oh, I think you will. You are far outnumbered. Not here, but with the other packs. You will either fall or follow. So help us. No. This one reeks of silver hide blood. Well, he got bit, so there's that. I mean, it's not his fault. <laughs> Words hurt, you know. <laughs> so do two right here. <laughs> <laughs> you have a silver hide in your pack. We will fight. I don't even get diplomacy check or nothing. You can try. They're just not. <laughs> not very receptive. Not yeah, very receptive. We, we have to did, fight them. Just did 20 points of emotional damage to Robert. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to settle this now, we can. But I. I just want you to know that it's going to be a mistake that you will not walk away from. I think it's you who will not be walking away. And he, well. he goes back to his fighting stance. And then I start singing. And I am going to give all of you guys a boost. Let's do let's do fire. How about that? Fire. Hot dogs. <laughs> this message is approved by Diego. <laughs> Alright. After all of that, that brings us to Dwarfy's turn. That was a lot longer than six seconds of conversation. But it's it's in the rules. I can do it. Right? Well, but around supposed to be six seconds. Yeah. Yeah, but you can talk. <laughs> you can, as a free action, you can talk uh, for what would be six seconds. Negotiating a contract, however, is not in <laughs> Right. <laughs> so this is technically like round four. <laughs> but I like the drama. I, I thought I liked what you were bringing to the table, Philip. You had me convinced. Since we're negotiating, <laughs> Dwarfy is going to do what Dwarfy does, and just it's 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 hammer time. Can't touch this. And he gets a twenty-two. That hits. Warhammer. Definitely hit is maximum damage uh, 14 points of silver damage plus 4 fire alright big hit from Dwarfy yay Dwarfy go Dwarfy go Dwarfy go and Diego okay so Diego is going to step up 5 feet so that he's between Jobert and Cabal and he is going to do a an attack on the one uh, attacking Jobert. Okay. Uh, uh, does a 19 hit? 
that hits. Yay! Four. For nine points of damage, plus there's fire. That's nine points of silver damage. And five points of fire damage. Five points of fire. He's going to do his second attack on the same one, hopefully concentrating on him to get rid of him, get rid of him fast. Okay. Uh, and that is a 23. Definitely a hit. Only five points of silver damage and five points of fire damage. So another ten points on him. That hurt quite a bit on this one. And I will be able to aid uh, Cabal on his next attack. Okay. Very good. So wolf number two, who I like to call Wolfred. Oh, cool. Uh, has taken a substantial amount of damage already. Next up in the initiative is Shobear. Alright. Cabal didn't get hit, did he? No, it I missed. Did not. It okay. missed Cabal. Alright. Because if he did, Shobear is going to try to risk it, I think, to try to get there in a flanking position. But as of right now, Shobear then is a little more concerned with himself haven't taken such a big hit so he's gonna stab him with the silver knife and that is a 22 nice that that hits right. <laughs> uh, that is four points of damage four points of damage did you add your fire that was with the fire yeah oh okay <laughs> Chaubert doesn't do a whole lot of damage when he's not sneak attacking all right. Did you want to take the second attack? And then, yeah, he's going to take the second attack. And that is a 21. That hits. Okay. That's another five points of damage. Damage dealt. Okay. That brings us to Cabal. Okay, so first thing that Cabal's going to do is he's going to call in his judgments. So he'll call in justice and destruction to get plus one or plus two on attack rolls and plus two on weapon damage. He's going to take a five foot step backwards and hit the werewolf that hit him or tried to hit him. Okay. With the longbow. 19. 19 hits. For 8 points of damage. 8 points of damage. Uh, was it with silver? Um, no. So, no points of damage. But it was a boxing glove arrow. <laughs> he felt the punch. <laughs> Shablam. All right, that'll bring us back to the top of the round with these primal werewolves. 
Wolf number three is going to take a five foot diagonal step so as not to get surrounded, basically. Wolf one will do the same five foot diagonal, or five foot step to the side. Wolf two is going to stay where he's at. So, Wolf number one is swinging at Dwarfy, swinging the, the great sword again. And that is a 16 to hit. Which I'm assuming misses. Sorry, I was muted. I said no. Dwarfy. No, okay. no, no, no. <laughs> uh, 16 misses Dwarfy. Uh, on to Chaubert. It's a 28. Oh, okay. <laughs> Quite a difference. Well, it's the difference between rolling a 4 on the die and rolling an 18 on the die. <laughs> or a 6 on the die. And that is 18 points of damage to Chaubert. Ooh. And wolf number three will swing at Cabal. And that is a 24 to hit. Yep, that hits. Okay. Too far away to aid at this point. And that is 16 points of damage to Cabal. So these guys are easy to hit. They have a lot of hit points. But they're strong. Renly. Or Carrie. Renly. <clears throat> Renkeri is going to cast a newer spell. She's going to cast Haste. So I get one creature per level. Um, so I am seven. So that gets all you guys. Um, since you're, you're close enough to me, everyone's got Haste. That does when making a full attack action, a hasted creature may make one extra attack. So now you guys got three attacks. Oh. oh. With one natural or manufactured weapon, the attack is made using the creature's full base attack bonus. So you're full, not the plus one. Um, plus any modifiers appropriate. Um, this effect is not cumulative with similar effects, so we don't have any hasted weapons right now. Um, a hasted creature gets a plus one bonus attack uh, on rolls and a plus one dodge bonus to AC and reflex saves. So any condition that makes you lose your dexterity bon bonus to armor class will make you lose that bonus, but I don't think that we're... Unless they cut you down real good, you're fine. Yeah, sure. There's on the ropes, but uh, he's hanging in there. <laughs> so yeah, enjoy your third attack. Yep. You can also, like, move... Double your move speed, right? Yes. So your fly speed, your move speed, whatever you've got, uh, increases by 30 feet to a maximum of twice your normal speed. So on a normal move, you can move double the distance. Uh, you each get a extra attack at the highest uh, base attack bonus. And you all get a plus one on attack rolls and a plus one to AC and reflex saves. Haste is a nifty spell. Okay, now that everyone is hasted. I still haven't moved though. No, you have not. So I'm gonna fly up and then fly down right behind this guy so that we are flanking. Oh, all right. Me and Jobert. Okay, and that brings us to Dwarfy. Dwarfy doesn't have anything that cool. He's just going to swing his hammer. Swing away. But he can swing twice now. 
true. First one is a a 22. That is. Um, that is seven points of silver, three of fire. Second swing is a 27. Definitely it. And that is... 13 silver for fire. Okay. He's still standing, but that hurt. That's what it's supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that brings us to Dwarf. Uh, brings us to Diego. Okay, well, uh, Diego still has the guy right in front of him uh, with Jobert there, so he is going to Attack him uh, for an 18. That hits. For 13 points of silver damage. And 6 points of fire damage. Okay. And he will take his second swing. The... Ooh, that's a 20, natural. Roll, Yes. Oh. Roll to confirm. Uh, one. Okay. <laughs> so just a hit, not a critical. Okay, so that is a 26. Definitely hits. So that would be eight points of silver damage. And five points of fire damage. Okay. And his third bonus attack that he's going to do, thank you, carry the one, is going to be a 16. I'm not sure that's going to hit. That just hits. Oh, cool. (laughs) For six points of silver damage and three points of fire damage. And we have a first dead werewolf. Yes. Yes. I picture Diego just going in there with like two body blows and then one super uppercut with like a flaming fist. Tiger uppercut. <laughs> yeah, super tiger uppercut. Oh! Philip, that was genius. <laughs> tiger uppercut. Because <laughs> he's a cat, you got get it? No? <laughs> uh, it took me a second, but... Uh... Uh, that will bring us to Chaubert, who no longer has a threatening werewolf in front of him. Alright, Chaubert is down to party now. Um, he sees his boy Cabal getting back in the corner over here. Uh, but there's this... He wants to try to get flanking with Cabal. Is he able to get into that space there? I know there's some trees no. there. It is too covered by trees to get into that space. Alright. But I could get into the one aside from Dorothy, though, right? Mm. There's some greenery there, or no? Mm, that one's pretty full coverage okay. too. Since they're the same, he is going to move over and try to get it. Get it the one that's uh, with Cabal, so he'll move uh, ten feet up and past Diego. Yeah. Does the haste uh, increase your step? Yes. Get... Uh, it doesn't change the five foot step rule. No, <laughs> so you can't oh, get a you can't get a free ten foot step. Yeah. <laughs> I like where your head was at though. Just try it. 
so he'll still get two attacks, so that's good. Um, so I'll take a... The first stab is at a... Oh! Nat 20. Woohoo! Get him. Roll to confirm. Uh, 27. That is Woo-hoo. a confirmed critical. Yes! Cabal, I'm coming, brother! You got me, bruh! You got me! <laughs> Alright. This is a critical, and is your weapon piercing? Yes. Okay. With a piercing weapon, it is chipped bone. Double damage and one dex damage. Ooh. Alright. So, four for the first roll. Three for the second roll. And do I roll a fire damage twice or just once? Uh, fire damage would just be once. Okay. So, four, three, and two. So, nine. And that's the first mm-hmm. attack. So, the second attack gonna pull back out and take another stab and that one is a 20 not natural but just a 20 that hits five all right damage finally done to this werewolf first damage taken that he has taken and that brings us to cabal all right so cabal uh he sees Jobert come over and try to help him out, and he sees he's kind of wounded, so he's going to take a five-foot step uh, backwards uh, and then cast Cure Moderate Wounds on Jobert. Okay. Let's see how many hit points we can get you back, but that's 20 points. Ooh. Nice. And hands off the chest piece for me, but I just realized <laughs> at this, as a skirmisher... I could have totally made a sneak attack because I moved the required amount of feet and it wasn't, I was thinking because it was it needed to be in a straight line, but it doesn't for Skirmisher. So next time, this guy's so, fine. I was, I actually said something, but I was muted because of a helicopter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Damn, something. I was going to say something, but I didn't want to help you out. So <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so now Cabal has healed Chaubert. Wait, so. is his hand off the chest piece? Cabal's? Yeah, yeah, I want it. Okay, because you have a third move. With haste, you only took a five foot step. Oh yeah, you have a third thing you can do. Um, you can shoot an arrow. It doesn't do anything, I forgot to put the silver on him. Oh! <laughs> yeah, so I'm kind of just chilling here. Um... You can dip your arrows in silver sheen. Yeah. I was gonna ask you, yeah, can that be one of my one of my moves then? Yeah, that's uh, okay. That's an action. It's mm-hmm. an action. Okay, so I take my silver sheen out and drizzle it all over my quiver. Make all my arrows. So you got a silver quiver. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So that brings us to the top of the round with the werewolves. And they're just going to stay where they're at because they don't have to move. So Wolf 1 will swing at Dwarfy. That's a 21 to hit. Even with the haste, you got him. 
as 15 points of damage. Okay. And then the one attacking Chaubert, because you're the closest target there. Yep. Ooh, that's only a 14. Ooh, phew, all right. Swing and a miss. You got intimidated by all the silver being poured on the, the arrows behind you. <laughs> he saw me drizzling the silver and he got scared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Uh, that brings us to Carrie the One. Carrie's going to try that check again. Did you just hit puberty? <laughs> yeah, right I there? did. <laughs> <clears throat> Carrie reached puberty. <laughs> uh, Carrie is going to take that intimidation check over again because one of them is dead. Okay. So, will you continue to fight us or will more of you fall? Well, you're intimidating. Oh, I should do that. <laughs> that's not, that's not going to do it. 11. Yeah, it's not enough. You kill Wolfred. We kill you. Wolfred? <laughs> yes. Wolfred. Wolfred Wolferson. <laughs> the same... Does Tim and Dorothy have the same parents? No. <laughs> there might be a Cousins distant cousin there. somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Wait, is that Wolfred Wolferson of the Ustalov Wolfersons? <laughs> it's my cousin! I don't know the Wolfersons, but I know the Dwarfersons. <laughs> and they're a feudin'. <laughs> He's a fight man, a feudin'. <laughs> I heard something about some vampy sons somewhere, too. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, that's in, that's in a future book. And they moved next door to the Zombasons. <laughs> right. <laughs> that will... Uh, anything else on Carry the One's turn? Um... She'll go ahead and move over to, uh... Oh, wait. I have all my moves, because I was just doing a check. So I'm going to come up to this dude right here. And... Uh, no, take that back. I'm going to stay where I'm at and throw my chakram at the one that's fighting Dwarfy. Okay. So you don't want to poke him? No, no, no. I don't want to take any of that. Surprise damage, not surprise damage, the uh, opportunity, attack of opportunity. Hmm. Ten. But I can't, uh, I will cast Call Weapon on it, so it'll come back to me next turn. And I can't take my second attack. Okay. Ten misses, by the way. I, I figured. Yeah. I was just <laughs> stating it. So the audience knows for sure that it's ten misses. Alright. Uh, Dwarfy. I thought you meant in a row. <laughs> I thought you were keeping track of Phil's misses. like, oh no. <laughs> you have missed ten times. <laughs> it's like, this chakra is, must be defective. It's kind of wobbly. <laughs> Give it back to Zena. <laughs> Gabrielle's been using it to chop veggies. Right. <laughs> Why does this have zucchini on it? <laughs> was she talking about the chakra? <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sure, Joxer stole it. <laughs> and that was Zena Minute brought to you by, <laughs> by Zima. <laughs> Zena, by Zima. What are you drinking? Busy. Bud Light Seltzer. Busy uh, Seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> Strawberry Tea. Hello, Core. 
All right. Mellow corn. <laughs> uh, Dwarfy, it is your turn. Dwarfy smash. Smash, Dwarfy smash. 17. That hits. Sweet. Um, that is 12 silver, 5 fire. Second attack. Oh, that's going to get it. Um, that is a 31. 31 hits. Something light like that. That's 9 with the hammer, 5 with the fire. And Dwarfy has killed Wolford Brimley. <laughs> I'm going to miss Wolford. <laughs> You'll never get sick. You'll never grow old. <laughs> Diabetes. Diabetes. <laughs> Diabetes. So we have Wolfred, Wolferson, and Wolford Brimley. <laughs> Can't wait to find out who this last one is. I'm trying to come up with it. <laughs> You know it's been wolf hard. <laughs> All right, uh, Diego. Okay, so got a question here. Um, can I move uh, over? It, it would be five feet diagonal and five feet west to the the square right above the uh, werewolf. Um, it's partially occluded, but it looks like I could get into that. Uh, there's at least half of it open, so I'd say that one's okay. Uh, Chabert sees Uh-oh. what you're doing. Yes, and so Diego is trying to... I know that will make him lose one of his attacks, but he's okay with that. <laughs> Hopefully his wisdom is high enough. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> so Diego will attempt a... Actually, a um, unarmed strike first with a stunning fist. Ooh, got a twenty. Natural twenty. Natural. Natural twenty. Roll to confirm. Nineteen. That confirm uh, on the die. Uh, w- uh, total would be uh, nineteen plus eleven, twenty, thirty, thirty. <laughs> It's definitely a critical. <laughs> Yay! Crit! Ouch. All right, your critical is crushed intestines. Ew. Normal That's damage. That's quite the stomach punch. Yep. Uh, normal damage and 1d4 con bleed. I have to make a DC 15 fortitude save to negate, and I get a save chance each round. So hmm. this... His con is going to go down by 1d4 each round until he makes the save. Okay. So go ahead and roll your normal damage, and then roll a d4. Okay, the normal damage the is a 8 on uh, silver damage, and 5, or no, excuse me, 1 on fire damage. So that doesn't cauterize it, does it? <laughs> well, we're going to see. If he makes a save, then it cauterized, cauterized it. And what do I have to roll for the other thing? For the... Uh, a, a D4. A D4. Yes. That is a two. That doesn't sound near as impressive in the tower. 
It does not. No, that's a little die. <laughs> okay, so he loses two points of con from this, which means he loses ten hit points because of that. Oh, that's nice. Oh, he also. This was also a stunning fist too. Uh, well, okay, so I'll do the fortitude save for the bleed first, and then the fortitude save for the stun. Okay. So for the bleed, um, that's a 30, so he stops the bleed. Ow. So it, it did cauterize it with the fire. <laughs> Darn it. And then... Uh, that is a 19 on the stunning fist. Uh, okay, and I... That's probably good. Seventeen is the DC. So I rolled a nineteen. Oh, well, darn. Tried. Werewolves have high um, fortitude. Okay, that was my first attack. So <laughs> my haste attack. <laughs> I'm going to try one more time and uh, just hit him. Uh, uh, another twenty natural. <laughs> Roll to confirm. 18 plus 11, so it's 29. We have another critical. Yes! Dude, this werewolf is getting rocked. Right? <laughs> I tried to warn him. They weren't listening. That's true, you did. <laughs> Twice. Right. All right, so this critical is armor dent. Uh, double damage and do 2d6 damage to the armor he is wearing. Let's see if he's wearing any metal armor. I don't think he is. No, he is not wearing armor. So you don't do the damage to the armor, but you do double damage. Well, we dent his hide. He's got a hematoma. Right. All right. <laughs> Pop it. All right, so the damage is... It's 10 plus uh, 4, 14 for silver. The fire is two more. And uh, the dent doesn't happen, so. Right. Okay. So did you did you only take a five-foot step because you could have a third attack? No, I did not. I took a uh, ten-foot, actually, okay. to get into this space. Yeah. So just that. Well, that was a, a big round. For... Okay. Or Diego, and since that's Man, your Diego's second, just... that's your second big round this combat. So I'm going to say Diego gets a hero card for this combat. Yay! Yay! We'll he has to change his later. name to Diego Tyson. Right. <laughs> All right. Uh, Chaubert, that brings us to you. All right, Chaubert likes what Diego's uh, doing there, so he is going to. He sees Diego took a step so that Chaubert can do his five-foot step and flank this guy. So he's going to flank him. And we are at a... Is that a 23? That's a hit. All right, and he gets his coveted sneak attack sneak damage. Attack. Uh, you mentioned something earlier about if they have uncanny dodge that something in your sneak attack doesn't trigger? The skirmisher would not trigger. The skirmisher would not. Okay. So, just so you know, you can't use that one on these guys. They have improved uncanny dodge. Oh, shoot. Okay. Good to know. 
So it would have worked from the earlier anyway. Yeah. Right. I forgot. You would have duped you. <laughs> Man. Uh, 17 plus... Oh, do I still get the fire damage? Yep. Yeah. 17... 22. He is just barely standing up, but he is still standing. All right. And so Shabar is going to take his second attack. And that is a 19. That hits. All right. And that is a 17 again. 17 points. I didn't roll the fire damage. Uh, 18. That is overkill. (laughs) (laughs) Carrie warned him. (laughs) And no, we, we are out of initiative. Sweet. Okay, Sweet. so these are the ones that tried to bully us earlier. We just came back and kicked their butt. Right. You said nanner, nanner, nanner. <laughs> so I'm going to become friendly again. I get my thing back. And do so, they have anything cool on them? I was like, looking at this guy that I just killed. Me and Diego just destroyed anything on this guy. Uh, oh, are you shuffling Diego's card? Yes. But I'll reveal it story-wise later. Um, Primarily, all they have on them are they've got Masterwork Daggers, Masterwork Great Swords, and they have Bracers that happen to be radiating magic. Uh Uh-oh. So, let's take a peek. What kind of magic it is. It's, uh... Spellcraft. I always forget. Yeah. Okay. Where is Spellcraft? There it is. 23. These are Bracers of Armor plus two. <gasps> I know who could use those. Everyone. <laughs> Practically <laughs> everyone, yes. <laughs> well, I mean, the monk is uh, what yeah. I was thinking. That's me too, actually, yeah. I do not have any armor, so yes. <laughs> I would and they all have them? them? Yes, all three of them have these. Oh, well, I'll take a set. <laughs> oh. I think well, Shobay will take a set if we don't, if you don't mind, but. Who wants the last one? I don't think Dwarfy can, it doesn't stack with his armor, right? Braces of armor and ordinary armor do not stack. See, that's what I thought. So yeah. we can't use these. I can put them on, but they're not going to help me. What does that mean? Ordinary armor? If you're wearing armor that already gives you an armor bonus, you cannot wear these and get the plus two bonus. Yeah, that's what I thought. These are these are for people that shouldn't wear armor, like oh. magic. Oh, so like Diego is not wearing monks. armor, right? Yeah. So me wearing dark leaf studded, it's not going to help me. Nope. Correct. But we can sell them. You can wear them until you sell them. Sure. They, they, I mean, they won't give you any bonus, but you can wear them to look cool. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, can Cabal wear them? No, I've got armor on. Okay. Yeah. But thanks for thinking of me, though. Uh, well, let's take the <laughs> other two sets to sell. Sure. Okay, so according to this, if the armor you're wearing does not give you a plus two bonus, you can wear the bracers as a plus two, and your regular armor doesn't count. So it doesn't stack them. You just take whichever is higher. Oh, gotcha. So if your armor only gives you a plus one, then you can wear these to give you a plus two. But if your armor gives you a, a plus two or more, then they have no effect. 
Wait, so what's magical about them? The bracers themselves are magical. Oh. They they surround you in an, a field of force that gives you... It, like putting the bracer on gives you invisible armor. Okay, gotcha. So, that's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all they have on them. But it's it's quite... It, it's a neat little find. Mm-hmm. You can get some money for that. Yes. They can keep their weapons. I don't need... We don't need to carry any more of that. <laughs> you sure? We don't have a bag of... How come we don't have a bag of holding? We're level eight. You never bought one. You didn't give us one? <laughs> I'm not just going to give one? you a bag of holding. <laughs> oh. Isn't that a buy three, get bag of holding? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can we trade all these three bracers for a bag of holding? Free bag of holding with purchase of, you know, 10,000 gold pieces or more. Mm. Chaubert's going to take uh, at least one of the daggers, uh, the masterwork daggers. They're not silver, they're just regular daggers, right? Yeah, they're just regular masterwork da- daggers. Not silver. You can dip them in the machine. I have a punching dagger. Would it? Would that be better to take than the punching dagger? Uh, both of them do a D4 of damage. A regular dagger has an expanded crit range of 19 to 20 times two, and you can throw it 10 feet. It does Mm -hmm. piercing or slashing damage. A punching dagger does a D4 of damage. Uh, it crits times three on a 20 Mm -hmm. and only does piercing. So the same, and I get the times three if I hit critical. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'll keep my punching dagger. Okay, are we ready to continue forward? I think so. I think we're feeling like pretty big men right now. We just beat up some wolves. Oh, uh, should we heal, or are we going to get another encounter before the morning? I don't know. I cannot tell you. Yes, you can. You just don't want to. <laughs> yeah, Chabert could use a little healing. He's not super down but he is definitely down still i mean well they're pretty good heal his way but he's still about 20 points down he took a lot of damage all right so we all healed up indeed very good so we continuing along the path toward feldgrail yes yes we are no let's go back (laughs) (laughs) i got scared i left my wallet on the moon (laughs) nel segundo so, screw it all. Going back. I'm going to Absalom. <laughs> ah, my hometown. <laughs> Big city. Everyone's going to try the, the test of the Star Stone, and you're all going to fail. <laughs> I don't know. Real life Gary thinks he might be able to pass. <laughs> <laughs> if Kate and Kalian can do it. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm talking about. He has got drunk. That's all he had to do. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, you start making your way uh, on the path to Feldgrau. Uh, as mentioned before, you know it's going to take probably about six days on foot, but with Renly's marching song, you can probably get there in about five. So you're in a little bit of a hurry because you know you're trying to catch up with you know you're trying to catch up with the Whispering Way. As you as you get a little bit further into the wood. Give me a perception check. Oh, gross. 17. 
Dwarfy got 16, and Renly got. Let me guess. 26. Diego got into the catnip. He rolled a 13. (laughs) And Claw rolled a 28. So the 26 and the 28. You notice some half devoured remains of a few bodies. Uh, Human bodies. Duristan, no. (laughs) And you recognize some of the symbols on some of their their clothing. These definitely look like the the hirelings that Duristan had brought. So the hirelings weren't with you when Duristan was taken, but you'd probably assume that they probably sent out a search party looking for him, and they've all been mauled and half-eaten. So they're all dead. Do they have anything cool on them? They do not. Okay. Well, I mean... Dwarfy being the good cleric that he is, he's going to give them their old last rites. And, and he, he, he's going to want to bury him. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sticking around for that, so <laughs> we'll, Dwarf can catch up with us later. <laughs> Rude as hell. <laughs> <laughs> you guys think Durston ate his own hirelings? Ew. Yeah, I think so. Kinda, yeah. Maybe. It has been a full moon by now, so he has probably transformed. You would assume, if he's still alive. Also, if that tattoo didn't work. (laughs) Which I kind of hope that it does. Like, she did it by accident. Like, oh, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right? (laughs) Um, As you're kind of looking around this horrific scene, Diego notices something kind of sticking out of the dirt. And it's glowing. Uh, okay. I'm going to go in for a closer inspection. You go to look at it. And you pull what looks like a card out of the dirt. And you find a hero card. The big oh. sky. Oh, interesting. Montana? Yes. Or is that Wyoming? I love the artwork with it. That was interesting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Big Sky Country. The Big Sky is a Hammers card, which is a Strength card. The Big Sky is the Chaotic Good card of Strength. It represents momentous change, as when all the slaves of a nation are emancipated. If you use this card before you make a roll, then you get a plus 8 luck bonus to any 1d20 roll. If you use it after the roll is made, that is reduced to a plus four. So if you choose to use it beforehand, you get a plus eight going into it. If you do it after, it's a plus four. You can also use this card to grant the bonus to another character as long as you are in the same location. Okay, and so it's for any d20. For any d20 roll. So yeah, you can use this for any other character... Um, if you use it to aid another, the bonus is halved though. So if you do it before the roll, it's only a plus four. If you do it after the roll, it's only a plus two. Okay. So for yourself, it's eight and four for somebody else. It's four and two. So don't blow it on initiative, I guess. (laughs) No. (laughs) Can I blow it on a diplomacy check? (laughs) Yeah, there we go. (laughs) 
Works for me. I'm going to use <laughs> bluff. Bluff. Totally bluff. <laughs> okay. So, hero cards given. And I'll say I never give enough hero cards. I've given two this episode. Ta-da! Yeah, I'm excited. That should work. So, as you guys are looking around and Dwarfy's doing all these last rites for these dead bodies, you notice this group of five very burly looking men with this strange insignia pin on their armor. And as they walk up to you, the the one in the front looks at you and says, Well, it took you long enough. We've been waiting for you. And we'll see you next week. Oh, wait, wait what? <laughs> Who are these people?